Jonesy, this podcast had it all. Three racing states and we went even went international. Yeah, that's what we're doing now. Uh, I think a podcast of this caliber should transcend jurisdictions. Mm. We're talking about the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. And um, just how much of a phenomenal occasion it is. and The turnover. The t- <laughs> My God. The turnover is phenomenal, but it also, <laughs> I, I think it shone a little light. On the uh, on the turnover that we have on our greatest race here in Australia, but uh, more on that during the podcast. Yeah, I would have thought so. And if you're going to turn some over this weekend, where would you do something like that? I think you're going to turn some over with Team Orange, and that's the good people at Ned's. Look, the Winter Carnival's heating up. We're on the back end of the Adelaide Carnival. Thank God, some would say. <laughs> um, so open up your Ned's app and gamble responsibly in there. Um, check us out on our profiles. You can follow us in on a few bets if you like. But if you don't want to, that's fine too. But I'll tell you what, everything you could possibly do on the Ned's app is what you want to do. Get weird and exotic for us, drifters. Absolutely. And uh tell you what, some of the drifters are following in what we've posted or what I've posted, um, those three-leg multis and two-leg multis for the yep. Queensland Derby and the Cox Plate. And there was another one there, the Stradbroke as well. So a couple of drifters have um, following our coattails and, you know, it's good to have a long, long-term long play. You've pulled it off before. Yes. No reason why it can't happen again. Absolutely. But what are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Alrighty, welcome back to another episode of the On The Drift podcast, but a slightly different episode. Riding solo here because my great mate Declan, DJ, Jonesy, he's in the midst of one of the worst hangovers you'd ever see. So, that's not quite true. He has an ear infection, so he won't be able to join us today and... As far as I'm aware, he hasn't shot through his tips either. So, you're going to have to deal with my terrible tips for this, uh, what will be a pretty short podcast. So, but just to give you, just because, you know, this is this is my show, this is our show, I'll give you a, a bit of a rundown of how my week was anyway. So, we went to, went to the track last week. It was one of the great days. Um, Strutty Day, Eagle Farm. Everyone was out. It was thumping. It was pumping. It was fantastic. What a good day it was. Um, did we win the quaddy? No. Uh, we got. Did we lose the first leg? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Um, but did we reload into the treble and win that? Yes. Did we get our money back overall? No. So, bit of a mixed day, but uh, Brooklyn Hustle in the last showed what a good, good girl she was. So, uh, yeah, overall good day, but... You know, on to this weekend, which is the Ippy Cup. And as if you listened last week, Ip, the Ipswich Cup, very close to my heart. But uh, we'll get into that later on. But to kick it off, we're going to do what well, I'm going to do, the uh, special interest segment with Ladbroke. So shout out to Laddies, one of the great bookies of the modern era. Um, so this week we're doing rags to riches. So... Just because we've bought a filly uh, recently, which is on the cheaper side, 
we're daring to dream. So hopefully we can get one of our one of our filly can hold a rein to some of these horses that we're going to talk about here. So it's our top five rags to riches stories of some horses. So in number five we have she will rain. Only bought for 20K from Derby Racing in the 2016 English Classic Sale. And she only raced as a two and three year old. But I reckon the owners must have thought they were onto an absolute winner here because at a very first start, she won by eight lengths on debut. And uh, not only that, she actually nearly paid for her entire wage at her first start as well. So. She went on to win six out of 12 starts, uh, including, obviously, the Golden Slipper. And she also won the Moya Stakes at Mooney Valley as a three-year-old. So, And I had a bit of a dig through her CV and of previous Slipper winners. And she's actually still the only Golden Slipper winner to go on to win another race since Piero. And Piero won the Slipper in 2012. So, yeah, she will reign. 2017 Golden Slipper winner. Absolute bargain. Number four, Widgie Turf. Now, not all bargain buyers have to be group one group one winners here, punters. Absolutely not. This old blo- bloke was only bought for 4K as a weanling, so basically as a brand new horse, um, by Queensland owner Gordon McIntosh. So, Gordo has absolutely cashed into the hills here. So, at his very first start, Widgie secured... Um, 11k for winning that race. So he's basically tripled his money after his uh, first after his first race. He got back. He was a real workman type horse, Widgie Turf. He got back in the field, had a nice turn of foot, and then when he got clear, a lot of the time he'd, he'd run into the top six. I reckon he went on to win another 10 races uh, throughout his 41 career start. Two of them stakes races, and he even finished third in a group one behind Be Good to Your Mother in the Sir Rickwood Clark stakes. So he retired with $1.26 million in the bank. Must be very nice. And he was a seven-year-old gelding, so not like she will reign. You know, she won about triple the money, but she got retired after she only raced for about two years. So, you know, they had a lot of fun with this old boy. He would have been an absolute treat to own. Number three, Behemoth. Far out. What can you say about the big fella? He's he's a humongous. He's one of the biggest horses you'd ever want to see. Um, he actually initially sold as a hundred at for one hundred and twenty k as a weanling, but uh, Grand Syndicates, who are infamous for purchasing really cheap horses, um, they purchased him as a yearling for only six thousand dollars. So, I think I've read a story about uh, Behemoth that they actually tried to sell him overseas uh, to Hong Kong, but he failed every vet test known to man. And yeah, that's why they got him so cheap. So, they took a pun and gee whiz, hasn't it show, uh, uh, paid off? So, he placed as a two-year-old and then he won his first race as the three-year-old um, and he's just been super consistent, winning two group ones over 1,400 metres at Caulfield. Uh, he's gone over... On to run in the Everest and in the All Star Mile, he has two point five million dollars in the in the bank. Gee whiz! Sometimes syndicates really pay off big. Number two, Mystic Journey. Remember her? Um, so number four, number two, whatever it is. Um, yeah, retired Sydney barrister, barrister Wayne Rosser. 
bought this girl for $11,000. And he apparently he thought that this girl was quite special and he was bang on. So, she was the inaugural winner of the All-Star Mile, but actually the start prior to that, she won the uh, Australian Guineas as a three-year-old. Um, people were, at the time, I remember the chat was that she's the best, second best horse behind Winks in the country. So, that she did taper off a bit slash a lot, but you have to, I think you just have to appreciate what she was at the time. She was just a fantastic horse. Um, <clears throat> so, she went on to win $4 million um, in prize money, which is just absolutely insane. And if she, you know, I actually don't know the status of Mystic Germany. I'm assuming she's retired. If she goes on to stud, surely she's worth a little bit of something. Now, the last horse on this list. Now, we're proud Queensland is on this show. So, obviously, we're going to put the big boy buffering in there for Robbie Heathcote Racing. 22K he costs. So, he is the most expensive horse on this list. But he's actually gone on to be one of the highest money spinners in Australia ever. He's won over $7 million in prize money buffering. So, he... And Jonesy wrote this part, but I'm reading it out. But <clears throat> what was insane is that, and I didn't know this, that because he was racing behind Black Caviar and Haylist, two absolutely guns at the time, always the bridesmaid, never the bride, um, he just couldn't get the chalky. So he actually didn't win his first group one until he was a six-year-old, which is insane. Um, so, But he still went on to win seven group ones, including one over in Dubai, which is Absolutely insane. So, the only knock on him is that he couldn't get a group one in his home home city, home state in Brisbane. But you know what? We'll take that buffering. So, big buff uh, made our number one on this list. So, let us know if we missed any. I'm sure there's tons. If there's any bargain buyers that you reckon should have made the list. Alrighty. So, on to... The feature race of the day, the Ipswich Cup. So far out. Twenty one fifty, I believe it is. Yeah, listed race. Um, not much class to say about it, to be honest. You have your usual suspects. You have Inverloch, who's the top weight, fifteen dollars. He's probably a little bit of overs in the race. So you win, who's been consistent, but just can't quite get the win there. In, in good health, who I think's in for a mighty chance here. Uh, the Lord Mayor, I think he's in for a really good shot. Humboldt Current. And I think the race really tapers off after that. I'm really keen on in good health here. I think this mayor has, Peter Moody, has just done the old Chris Wallace special, dropping back to 1,600, getting primed for the run over 2,000 metres. I think she's going to be right in the game. Uh, she, she'll jump from barrier seven, which I don't think is too bad. I think she'll be two, two off the fence, probably either in the, in the just stalking the lead or in the pocket. I think she'll be right up in front, looking mighty hard to beat. She did win, uh, so she didn't do that well last start, but I honestly think it was a prep run. But the start before that at Morfittville, she won by four lengths. She beat Holmes Zaydani, uh, who went on to win... Uh, on the weekend as well. And there's been another subsequent winner from that race and she beat them by four lengths. So I think that she's right in the game here. Happy to have her on top. 
It's not a group one, so I'm not going to give you a trifecta. But um, on to other bets for the weekend. So um, one of my each way bets of the day did get scratched, but that's okay. Found something else. So if you go to race five on the card, number three, our playboy for Mick Price. Uh, we got some word at the track a few weeks ago that this guy was going to be mighty hard to beat in the last event at uh, Eagle Farm. Didn't eventuate. Going to stick with him here uh, just on rumor and rumor alone. You're getting 10 bucks to find out or thereabouts with Labrokes. So happy to go be in his corner. Keen on race six, number three, Desert Lord for... Uh, David Van Dyke and Ryan Maloney, one of the great training and trainer jockey partnerships in Queensland. Um, I think Desert Law's in for a really nice prep here, nice trial, has some solid group one, uh, first up, not group one form. Um, I think he's riding the game, 59 kilos, doesn't worry me too much. Barrier eight, he should jump for about barrier six, barrier five, barrier six post scratchings. I think he'll be right in the game for a lot of the race. I think he's just better than this lot, to be honest. And my best bet of the day is in good health in the Ipswich Cup. I think she's a cracking bet at the around the $6 on offer with Laddies. So, Jonesy hasn't shot through his tips. So, that is pretty much the episode. So, pray for Jonesy. I'm sure it'll be all right. But thanks for listening. I'm sure this was probably the worst podcast you ever listened to. So, until next week, we're going to do the Tats Chiara next week. Then we'll probably have a spell um, for a bit. But what we're planning to do is do some interview style content as well. So with James Healy racing as well. So we want to get uh, Jimmy on and some other people who are within the racing industry. So hopefully you'll enjoy that content. But yeah, thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Just going to add this in at the end for those loyal podcast listeners. Jonesy did send through his tips just at the end while we were filming on my phone. So he's gone, so you win for the Ippy Cup, of course. He loves that horse to death. Uh, he's gone race eight, number 14 as his value play, which if we get that up any minute now is really discreet, so take that as you will. He's got about 14 to $15 on Labrokes. And then he's also got race six, number three, Desert Lord is his best bet. So we've doubled up there. But yeah, thanks for listening.